This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, we're back. Hello, YouTube, and hello, locals. I'm not seeing uh, comments on locals. Is locals down? Let me make sure I've got something going on here. We're going to talk about... The verdict? Huh. Well, I'm going to have to change my screen orientation to get to the bottom of this. There we go. A little technical problem. All right. How many of you have heard the verdict? Kyle Rittenhouse, not guilty on all charges. Not guilty on all charges. I've got a few things to say about that. Number one, as I've been telling you, the entire American system, and because of America's reach, much of the world, our, our ability to get along with each other and make money and defend ourselves and just about everything else depends on one thing more than any other thing. Trial by uh, a jury of your peers. If you lose that, you lose everything, right? Because all your credibility is gone. You just can't do anything. And I've said for a while now that the jury system is the crown jewel of the republic. You get that right, and you can, you can maybe you know, put up with a lot of imperfection elsewhere because you can work out that imperfection over time. But if you lose the, the jury by you know, your peers... If that becomes corrupted, you've lost everything. So, um, today was way bigger than Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm going to tie a few things together that I've been talking about. One is, a lot of you have been feeling a weird energy, haven't you? An energy in in the world, a a pent-up. There's some kind of pent-up energy. And not just, you know, from the shutdowns, might be part of it, you know, the travel restrictions or whatever. But there was something else. There's something big brewing. Now, I don't know about you, but I could feel all that energy in me, like it needed to go somewhere, and I couldn't exercise it off, couldn't sleep it off. I just couldn't work it off. And when I heard the uh, Rittenhouse uh, verdict... That was it. But it's not about him. It's, it's not about Rittenhouse. I mean, it is a little bit. But the bigger issue is that the system worked. And this is way bigger than you think, not just because the republic is solid, because it is. But I never thought that energy was conflict energy. Did you? There's something else going on here. It's the absence of conflict energy, and yet gigantic energy. 
So when people said to me, Scott, you're trying to you know, rile up a, a civil war, I immediately said, no, no, no. Like, I'm not feeling that. Not even a little bit. Like, I, I think we've been, we're miles away from anything like that. What I think is that that energy was positive. Don't know where it comes from. Maybe it's just, you know, cyclical or something like that. But here's the, implica- <clears throat> the implications of the uh, Rittenhouse trial. This is the day that MSNBC viewers found reality. Do you feel it? That's like the biggest thing that's been keeping the country apart, is that we couldn't convince, we being everybody who doesn't watch MSNBC, we couldn't convince them that their news was made up. But this will. (laughs) Do you know why this is special? This is special because MSNBC uh, hosts and their viewers have spent uh, how long now telling us that the election had to be fair? Why? Why was it that the election had to be fair and we know it for sure? What, what did everybody who watches MSNBC say? They said the courts decided. And in those cases, I believe there were no juries, am I right? Those were always judge decisions. Uh, I'm not positive about that, but it's always a judge. But, and I think most people, left and right, would agree with the following statement. A, A court decision with a jury is going to be more credible than a judge. Because if it's a judge, you say, oh, is that a Republican or a Democrat-appointed judge, right? Automatically. But if it's a jury, well, then you're thinking, you know, maybe that's pretty good. So the, the far left has hypnotized themselves into believing that if the court says it's true, it's true. And now the court, in the Rittenhouse case, even more credible, because 12 people agreed... And, and it does look like they did a good job. By the way, I would like to thank the jurors, as we all should. We should uh, thank them for tremendous sacrifice, personal risk, definitely personal risk, um, reaching the right decision and being patriots. I think in the end, whatever problems they had, and we don't know the, the nature of it yet, I don't know if there's some people who legitimately thought he was guilty or not, so we'll wait to find that out. Maybe it was people legitimately afraid. But whichever it was, whether it was people legitimately afraid to make a decision because of the ramifications, or legitimately thought in their best thinking that he was guilty, it looks like everybody involved voted for the system. You know what I mean? Like, if you're the holdout juror and you realize that, you know, 11 people are on the other side, at some point you have to say, is this about the case? You know, let's say that you legitimately have a different opinion. At some point you say, is this about the case or is this about the system? Because you can get a case wrong, and it's tragic. I mean, if somebody is wrongly convicted or even wrongly gets off, it's tragic either way. But you can survive that. You know what you can't survive? Breaking the system. 
So every time a jury that's 10 to 2 comes out with a unanimous um, ruling, I say to myself, there's a bunch of people who put the system first, as they should have, as they should have. Now, they don't have to do that every time. Sometimes the system is the problem. You know, if somebody's uh, on trial for a, a bogus law, and you say, yeah, they did violate that law, but it was bogus, do you know what the jury can do? Break the system. They get to break the system. Just say, all right, we're just going to say he's innocent, because fuck you and your laws. You know, that's, that's a dumb law. We're just going to ignore it. He's innocent. So here, I believe, is um, something that's going to cause either massive cognitive dissonance, and probably a lot of it, um, or, but also massive enlightenment. At some point, the people on the far left are going to have to ask themselves why this thing called the court system, in its most credible form meaning that the jurors really worked on this, and the public got to watch it. It was all transparent. I like that part. And through a completely credible system, they learned that their news was fake and that their president had accused a young man of being a white supremacist with no evidence to support that. Now... Is it over? Tell me if you think that Kyle Rittenhouse has a legal case against the people, let's say the TV hosts at least. I don't know how it works with politicians. They have some kind of immunity, right? But I don't know what the... Some of you have to tell me what the political immunity is. But if you're a TV host or a pundit or just anybody, a public figure, and you called a person, a white supremacist on a news channel, that's important, right? Because the context of being on a news channel and nobody corrects you or nobody pushes back on it, that turns into news, (laughs) whether you like it or not. I mean, it's one thing to have an opinion that disagrees with the news, but if you're on the news channel, the news itself has to say what the actual news is or else you've presented the opinion as the news by default, because you haven't, you haven't uh, said it's wrong. So what is happening to the brains of everybody who thought he was a white supremacist and was chasing people down and shooting them and came there to do that, when we learned that 100% of it is false? Now, oh, my God. Uh, $100 is, as a as a tip here, is uh, way too generous, and I I would discourage the rest of you from uh, making large comments like that. But I do appreciate it. So so I guess I'm of two minds. I love it, because it just means that you enjoyed the content, but I don't don't encourage it. But thank you. Um, Now, keep in mind the context of this. The context of this is, number one, the entire world seeing very clearly that Biden is worse than Trump in terms of performance. You know, I think even the people on the left are saying, you know, at least that border was better, or, you know, a few things like that. I don't think they've quite come over to that opinion. But at least it's, it's, a, it's worthy of consideration. If you're on the left or the right, 
you have to ask yourself why Biden has such a low rating. You know, the, it's the lowest rated... I'll bet they're the lowest rated president plus vice president of all time. Let, can somebody do some math for me? I need you to do some math on the fly here for me. I know that a lot of engineers watch this. Uh, so you'll need to do a quick search and then some math. Is it true that if you added together the popularity of Biden plus Congress, so let's say Biden 36-ish, Congress 17, are the two of them together still less than Trump's current popularity after losing the election? Am I right? Do the math for me. Yeah, it's about the same, right? Uh, you know, I haven't looked at those numbers recently. But just, but just think about that. Think about being on the left, and you control Congress, and you control the presidency, and the, the popularity of the two of them together, added together, is less than or equal to the, thing, the guy you think was the biggest monster, Trump. Now, uh, I like to say, if anybody, especially if anybody's new to me on live stream, I'm not, I'm not sure Trump should be the next president. And uh, I said the same thing when he ran the first time, because of age. You know, I, I think we need to have an age cutoff for president. I mean, I think it's really important. Now, that said, Trump is, he looks like he's, you know, 20 years younger. I don't know how he does it. You know, he does, he does seem to have the energy. Um, I've detected, you know, no difference in his brain in the last several years. So, you know, you could certainly make an argument for him. And if he ends up, you know, running against somebody weak, of course, I would support him. But think about this. Think about the fact that of all the rep- Republicans in the world who are not Trump, and of all the Democrats in the world... Nobody could come up with a candidate more popular than Trump. That's true, right? That we couldn't find, we scoured the country and we couldn't find anybody more popular than Trump. (laughs) Now, DeSantis has a strong game, and if he got the nomination, I'm sure I would support him. Because I I just like what he brings. Now, remember, I've, I've said a number of times that there's no such thing as the, uh, a good president, which seems weird. But Democrat or Republican, there's no such thing as a good president. The only thing there is is a lucky coincidence that the person who has the job has the right skills for the this, this specific set of challenges, which are always unpredictable. Right? So Trump was sort of the, the perfect border president, although I wish he'd you know, framed it better. DeSantis could probably handle that, um, and you know, and maybe uh, maybe we needed a little bit of Biden to add a little kindness into the system, one way or another. You know, um, so I I, th- I do like sort of the I like the wavy nature of, of our leadership, and I think some other people like it too. But pretty weird that we waited all this time, and we and there's no obvious person who's even close, right? That you forget, it's easy to forget how much wattage Trump puts out, that everybody else disappears when you hold him in your mind. Am I right? Republican or Democrat, pick the most exciting other candidate. 
Uh, do, a, do a split screen in your mind. One is Trump and one is anybody, just any other person. Right? Unless you picked Alex Jones as the other person. <laughs> you know, just for the, for the wattage of it. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what? You know who could come close? Yeah, Tucker, I don't think Tucker has any political ambitions. Uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, that would be interesting. I can't imagine Joe Rogan running for president, but uh, you're right. He does have the... He would, he would bring the wattage. That's true. That is true. But uh, you notice that all the people that you can think of are not running, right? Like, every time you think of somebody, hey, how about this? They're not running, right? <laughs> so Trump is the only one who's a legitimate candidate. Yeah, I mean, Trey Gowdy would be really interesting, but it doesn't sound like he's interested. Yeah, he may not want to get vetted because it's pretty brutal. All right, so uh, back to uh, Trey Gowdy. I'm sorry, back to uh, Kyle. Um, I felt this giant pressure release because if you think it feels like things have been pushing in one direction forever, and it feels like it just stopped, and it feels like the people on the left probably are learning something from this because it comes so soon after learning that the Russia collusion thing was made up, right? If it hadn't come right so soon after learning that one of their most fundamental things they believed was false, maybe it wouldn't have the same power. But also, as I told you earlier, it used to be when I would say that the fine people hoax was a hoax, uh, I would get streams of comments from people saying, hoax, I saw it myself. I watched it with my own eyes and heard it with my own ears. And then it takes a while to tell people to look at the transcript and they can see that they've been hoaxed. Because if you see the full transcript, you see that Trump clarifies exactly that he's not talking about the people that they say he's talking about. And he wasn't even prompted to do it. It was just the next thing he said. They just added that part out. (laughs) And it looks like he's saying the opposite of what he clearly said. So once, once both the left and the right have seen several examples of what I like to call a RuPar video, a video where you edit out a piece of it and it reverses its meaning. Once you've seen that that's a real thing and it's easy to do and it happens a lot, then you start distrusting everything. And then the Kyle Rittenhouse thing was based on video, right? What should have been a more conclusive situation than the entire thing caught on video? And yet it went to a trial that had a four-day deliberation. So I'm pretty sure that even people on the left have figured it out by now that you can't trust video. You can't trust the, the, the memes put out by the right because you know, the, the right quite, uh, let's say, quite strategically decided that they would just start making up memes because <laughs> nobody could tell the difference. So... I mean, I think the left and the right have both seen that videos can be faked just by an easy edit. Or even slowing down the speed. You know, there's a number of ways to do it. Uh, what happened to my hands? I punched something that um, needed punching, which was very painful. So luckily I draw with my left hand, so sometimes you have to punch things. But this was my very point. Remember I was telling you that there was some kind of wild energy that was built up inside me? And I was wondering if other people were feeling it. 
punching something didn't make any difference. Like usually it does. It was a consumer product, not a person. I, I, I punched a product. Uh, I, I thought that my punch would go clean through it, uh, but I didn't count on what was on the other side of it. <laughs> so yeah, kind of stupid. Uh, I paid for it. <laughs> and damn, it hurt. I got to tell you, this really hurt. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. It wasn't a printer, no. You don't need to know the rest. It's not important. Um, all right, so that's my thesis. My thesis is that there is a shift in reality or how, we re- how it's being uh, perceived. I think also that the left can see that they are just making up stuff and that they're hallucinating white supremacists everywhere. I think the next stage might be Kyle doing lawsuits. And if he wins any, or even if they're just in the news, it's going to change the people on the left, their opinion, somewhat. I mean, people don't change, change, but this is a lot of evidence suggesting that they've been duped in their news sources. And I don't know that that can be kept from them, even if they just keep watching MSNBC. I think the, the news that they've been duped badly has to you know seep into their bubble from everywhere at this point. Uh, I was getting nervous of any guilty verdict because of how angry I would be, somebody said. Uh, oh, oh, now people are saying they should sue Kyle in a... Uh, I was wondering if that was going to happen. But can he counter-sue? Can't Kyle counter-sue and say, hey, you're, you're blaming me of murder and I'm not a murderer? I, I think that the, uh, the, the collective consciousness is changing. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. The zeitgeist, if you will. Um, I was reading, saw another article, I think it was on... No, I guess it was on Fox, Fox website, about a feminist who's, uh, who thinks all the trans stuff is terrible for women, and so she's basically saying, let's put the brakes on the wokeness coming from feminists. And you know, Bill Maher criticizing his own party because he says they have a crazy wing now. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's happening, and the only reason this, this sort of correction is happening, I hate to say it, but it might be because Trump's out of office. And they got to see... It's a case of the dog tra- chasing the car. Um, be sorry what you catch. You know, Be sorry... What's the, is there's a Chinese proverb about be sorry what you ask for. So... Um, oh, what about uh, Bill Maher's stance on the J- January 6th? Yeah, I, I think he hasn't seen the full news on that. That's, that's my guess. Because I don't know that he would have a different opinion than anybody who had seen the full news. Anyway, the Democrats got what they wanted, control of Congress, and they got uh, their president. Um, what? Somebody says my Twitter posts are deleted. That can't be true, is it? Uh, Victor Davis Hanson agrees with your assessment. Canceling Trump was the biggest mistake the left ever made. Right. Right. 
Trump, for all of his benefits, um, was very expensive. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I always said he's just an expensive president, but if the things he can do are uniquely things he can do, then you get what you paid for. That was always my take. I never said he walked on water. I just said he was expensive, but you get what you paid for. Um, <laughs> you don't blow up the system for free. Yeah. I was a nervous wreck when they were reading. Oh, my God. Is, is that true? On, uh, on Locals, I'm seeing they're posting a picture. It looks like a screenshot from MSNBC. That couldn't be from today, that they're focusing on the victims today. <laughs> Are you kidding? <clears throat> no, my printer is fine, by the way. My, my new HP printer is a, it's a beast. It's, uh, it's done everything I've asked of it. All right. Well, then let me ask you uh, a closing question here. Um, All right, I'll tell you what I punched. Do you really need to know that badly? All right, I'll tell you what I punched. (laughs) So my cat eats eats, uh, these treats called Little Friskies. And it comes in a plastic container, about yay big. And when you open the plastic container, there's a uh, sort of a uh, plastic cover that must be removed. Now, I have a pet peeve, and it goes like this. If I have to get a tool to use your product that I just bought off a store shelf, if I have to get a tool, even if that tool is just scissors, or anything. If I can't open this with my bare hands, I go a little batshit. Because I think to myself, who, who tested this? Did anybody see how angry the consumer would be if they had to go find a tool to open their product? And so I said to myself, well, I'll just use my thumbs. But man, this was a really good top. It was really on there. And I pressed and I pressed and nothing happened. In fact, it started to hurt my thumbs. Now I was not only offended psychologically by the fact that they would give me this product that couldn't be opened without a tool, but now I was in pain. Hurt my thumbs. Pressed too hard. Nothing happened. So I said to myself, well, it's about this big, about this big around. My fist is going to fit through there pretty easily. So I gave it a good bam, as hard as I could. Didn't even slightly damage it. <laughs> and I thought, really? Because, you know, I hadn't yet damaged my hand, but I thought, I really punched the shit out of that thing because I was pretty mad. But now I was really mad because I'd punched it and nothing had happened. And so I leaned back and I just punched it as hard as I could because I didn't care what happened at that point. I didn't care if there were little friskies everywhere. I was going to open that without a tool. So I punched the bejesus out of it. Didn't even slightly change its uh, 
<laughs> adhesion to, this, <laughs> to the rest of the uh, container. Well, guess how mad I was now? Because by now, my fist hurt, my thumbs hurt, and my brain hurt. And I was going to get those little friskies out of there without turning around and getting the scissors that were two steps away. No, no, no. Those scissors were going to remain right where they were, and I was going to open this with my bare hands. And so it was time to go all Hulk uh, must crush on them. And so I said to myself, I'm either going to break my hand or I'm going to open this packaging. And so I punched it with the kind of force that would guarantee that if it didn't open, I would break my hand. And it opened. Now, I was not so accurate, and I hit the hard plastic shell on the way through, and that's where I badly injured my hand and bled all over my kitchen, or over my bathroom, actually. Um, So there was a lot of blood. But do you know what I did? I opened it without a tool. And I call that winning. So today's all about winning, people. Kyle Rittenhouse, he's a winner. You're a winner because we have a jury system that works. And that little frisky container, well, it doesn't know about Prisoner Island. You've heard of Prisoner Island. Well, now my little friskies has heard about it. And I must go and do something else now. You're all champions. You're all champions. (laughs) Bye for now.